Todd Ennis, From Trials to Triumphs. Turn your life around and be better for it. Hear from those who've done it tough and triumphed. Hear how you can do the same. Welcome to the podcast. Well, let's kick off uh, another episode of Trials to Triumph. Today I've got a Newcastle icon and surfing legend, Tezza McKenna. Tezza McKenna, how are you, mate? G'day, Todd. Excellent, mate. Thanks for having me on. Mate, you're more than welcome. I've been tuning in. Very, very entertaining stuff. Yeah, it's good, mate. It's something I'm really passionate about. And um, meeting people like yourself really do epitomise the trials of triumph. And um, when we caught up there the other day, I met you for the first time. I knew straight away I'd met someone pretty special and you had a great energy around you. And um, yeah, I'm really grateful you came on today, mate. No, thank you. It's my pleasure. All right, so my first question to you, Tezza, would be, what does Tezza McKenna do these days with himself? Yeah, gee, I I mean, I've been, uh, 33 years I've been working in commercial radio here in Newcastle, right? So um, that's been an incredible journey. I I mean, it all started, I was at Pacific Dreams as a managing a surf shop and uh, New FM back in the day came uh, came to Newcastle, FM radio for the first time ever. And uh, of course, when uh, when it's a brand new radio station, they don't have any clients, so they came in and offered offered everyone in town a free advertisement uh, and when we heard our advertisement for PDs it's, it sucked there was a guy with his finger in his ear doing the old Pacific Dreams <laughs> and, and so the guy came in and said to me um, how'd you like the ad and we said it sucked the guy was a nerd and he said, what about, what about you? What about that guy behind the counter that sounds like he's got a nose full of salt water? <laughs> and um, my boss said, get up there and read it, Tezza. And I'm like, <laughs> Roy Lee was the owner of Pacific Dreams. I'm like, I'm not going up. He said, get up there, mate. Anyway, I went up and read the ad. And uh, Mike Webb, the general manager of the station, and the guy who started Triple M just happened to be in the studio when I did the, uh, the ad voiceover. And he just said, come here, mate. He goes, who are you? And he goes, listen, I like your energy. He goes, we're looking for a lifestyle reporter. It's a thousand bucks a week. I think I was on 480 with Roy. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, and uh, it's a, you get a free car and a petrol car. Are you interested? And I went, bloody oath. Yeah, absolutely. And so I walked back down to the surf shop and said to Roy, um, hey, Roy, guess what? <laughs> and Roy was uh, not impressed, you know, unfortunately. He said, go pick up your, you know, a month's pay and you can leave now, man. And I'm like, Really? Okay, well, off I go, and uh, that, the journey started. So, still working in radio as a lifestyle reporter for uh, Triple M and 106.9 here in Newcastle. I'm a surf coach. I do high-performance surf coaching as well as learn to surf with Port Stephens Surf School. Been doing that forever. Um, I'm a surf commentator. I'm about to head down for the New South Wales you know, junior titles down in uh, Wollongong for the next eight days. Yeah, awesome. And re- more recently, um, joined a, so started a, a, joined a band, firstly, called Rocks On, and uh, that has now more into a concept that we have called the Oz Idol Experience. So it's a Billy Idol tribute band, effectively, and yeah, we're just mate. going gangbusters, man. It's really going fantastic. Mate, I actually came and listened to the band there last Saturday at Stockton, and, mate, fantastic. Yeah, thank you. We had, uh, I reckon most of those old people would probably go to the chiropractor on Monday. They were dancing <laughs> wildly. Yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. chaos, wasn't it? Yeah, it was great. So, yeah, man, it's been a great journey, and I've had a, an incredible existence. I've been so lucky that I haven't uh, had to really get a, a a proper job for pretty much since the day that I walked into New FM. Just quickly, what made you start the band? Yeah, well, okay, so I was um, from, uh, for about 12 years, I was the general manager of uh, the IBA, that's the International Bodyboard Association. Uh, I'm not a bodyboarder, I'm a stand-up surfer, mm. but I do have a cert for in uh, tourism and events, so I got a gig um, years ago running the Australian uh, Bodyboard Tour. 
mm. after I finished uh, my course. And uh, so they reached out to me and they said, look, you've got surf experience plus, you've got the certificate um, here, run the Aussie tour. So I, I, I picked up Rebel Sport and over a five-year period, I think they paid me nearly $400,000 in uh, sponsorship and uh, investments from Rebel, which is really cool. Carl Bonin was the CEO of, the, uh, of Rebel at the time and he was a guy that I'd known from school and stuff. So it worked out pretty cool. Um, then uh, from there, the uh, international bodyboard, the world tour, saw that we were having big $10,000 events in Australia and thought, who is this guy? And so they rang me up, Mike Stewart, the legendary bodyboarder yeah, right. of all time, rang me and goes, hey, Terry. And I'm like, yeah, and he goes, hey, it's Mike Stewart here. And I'm like, hey, Mike Stewart, the bodyboarder? <laughs> How are you, man? He goes, yeah, we're in, a, we're in an AGM in Hawaii right now. And we're wondering if you're interested and being involved with the IBA. And I'm like, um, yeah, as long as it doesn't affect Australia. Yeah, so uh, long story short, I became the general manager of the International Bodyboard uh, Association overnight. I found some big sponsors. We got a, a $1 million investor. Wow. And uh, I traveled the world for like nearly 12 years, taking like 50 flights a year, going to like maybe 12 countries that speaking four different languages. And it was an incredible uh, journey. And in 2020, 2019, um, I finished up in the Canary Islands and um, I said to the guys, look, I, you know, I'm getting older now and I really need to spend time with my kids and my uh, grandkids, even I have grandkids. So I'm like, I've had a hedonistic lifestyle, Toddy, yeah. <laughs> about time to spend some time with the family. So, you know, I passed it on to uh, to a new group that sort of have picked it up and they call it the IBC now, the International Bodyboarding uh, Circuit. So and they're doing a fantastic job with it. So, um, but as I handed it to them about a month or two later, COVID sort of popped oh, up. No. Yeah. And uh, so everything changed and... I guess I went from making pretty good money and traveling the world to just um, living on my little surf report wage, which is kind of equivalent to the uh, COVID payment. Yeah, well. and, uh, and I thought, you know, what am I going to do now? And years ago, when I grew up in Maroubra, I played in a punk band. We used to, uh, you know, play Generation X songs. And that was Billy Idol's band before he became Billy Idol when he was just William Broad, like the guy from England. Yeah, I thought to myself, and uh, I, I caught up with these music guys uh, a few times and said, hey, go on. And they said, mate, we built multiple houses. Portfolios of houses was the word that they used, which kind of crushed me and said, we've been very successful with our music. Uh, you should have stayed with us, Tezza. I mean, imagine, we can only imagine what would happen. You're a classic front man. Yeah. And so I've thought, oh, give me a look at this guitar in the corner. And I started playing some Idol songs and uh, my girlfriend at the time said, if I hear another Billy Idol song, I'm going to kill myself. And I <laughs> I said, I'm going to have a show one day at Lazard. She's going, you're kidding yourself. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so then, uh, you know, a, a year later, I had my first show at Lazard's. Wow. Yeah, so it just came together really quickly. Uh, I've been a mad idol fan. Somehow I sound like the guy. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, man. And so now we're, uh, you know, here we are doing the Oz Idol experience. I got a call uh, from today from Perth saying, would you guys be prepared to come all the way to West Australia? I oh, said, well, wow. we had multiple shows there, possibly. Wow, you don't need a well-being officer to tag along, do you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think <laughs> we do. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll send you an invoice. You just mentioned then you grew up in Maroubra. Is that is that where life started for you? Yes, it did, yeah. Mm. My parents own the uh, Maroubra Motor Inn, which is right on the roundabout at North Maroubra. Your bra boy? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've got nice. the stamp and everything, the 2035 oh, on, on the rest. Too. Yeah, yeah the, the original one. And solid. I got a couple of pages in the book and yeah. a bit of a mention, uh, you know, and the whole thing. Uh, it's a funny story because uh, I did grow up in Maroubra and um, my old man was pretty loaded and he was kind of like rolled around with uh, 
uh, it was a bookmaker. So yeah. <laughs> you know, he, uh, he rolled around with some uh, some seedy people and and not I wouldn't say gangsters, but maybe but they were. Figures. Yeah, maybe they were colourful figures in uh, in Australian history. Yeah, okay. A- including Nettie Smith and a few other guys, right? Yeah, so right. and we had you know Carlotta coming to my house and stuff, you know. So it was a, an incredible uh, youth. So yeah, grew up in Maroubra and learned a lot about respect there, Todd. You know, yeah. because it's a tough place to grow up. And uh, even though my man was loaded and stuff, I was hanging with the boys and Maroubra at that time had the biggest housing commission in the southern hemisphere right on the beach yeah, right. so that's where it all began you know like uh, it was a pretty tough environment and uh, it was good because uh, once I moved up to here to Newcastle when I was about 17 or 18 mm-hmm. I came up here with a lot of nous and a lot of street cred sure. and um, it gave me a huge advantage over Navicastrians I, I, I felt like <laughs> this is uh, I thought well, like I could, I could be the mayor of this town yeah yeah right <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it was a cool place to grow up and uh, I still go back there actually went back uh, about a month ago for what they call Old Boys Day which is the North River Surf Riders Club which I started yeah. which morphed into kind of the bra boy thing yeah right and um, so then they asked me to come back and they said we'd love you to come down and celebrate the day and also bring your band down we're going to party like uh, there's no tomorrow on the Saturday night at the Maroubra Seals Club and everybody was just like yeah oh, it was mad. such an incredible uh, moment to go back and be with people that I you know went to kindergarten and you know primary school with it was really cool yeah amazing uh, so can you still party with the best of them Tez? Um, not so much anymore yeah I'm a bit of a uh, a, a bit of a straighty 180 these days but you know I've got loose over the years man and this is the reason why I, <laughs> this is why I had to pull my head in eventually you yeah. know because I probably was pushing the envelope uh, when I went down there I realised that people who grow up in Sydney and stayed in Sydney it's a harsh lifestyle man mm. you know coming up here and being a sort of a country boy in uh, Newcastle and having a cushy job like I've had um, has uh, you know left me in pretty good steed really I, there's like a few guys there that I grew up with and I thought whoa mm. you know time hasn't been uh, nice to these people because firstly they've got a two and a half million dollar house to pay off so that means yeah. one and a half to two jobs right yep. and then on the weekend they're just going hard <laughs> and yeah. so that kind of stuff can take its toll on you absolutely yeah mate I just just listening to you it sounds like um you've had a very very exciting life and, and when you say you know a time to get a real job you don't really ever need a real job the way that you've lived it sounds amazing but with all that success i guess of um always being able to do what you wanted to do there always comes a bit of a hard time doesn't there where you know it's not always rainbows and sunshine so do you remember a point in time throughout your um your journey where things got really tough for you yeah absolutely i mean i had a couple of hurdles my parents firstly were in their 40s when they had me so by the time i was in my uh, mid to late 20s uh, i'd lost my dad and in my early 30s i lost my mom i was the youngest uh of my family of four and you know like eight years between my brother and i so um i felt like you know when you're the youngest you know bailing me out all the time like here's here's five grand tessie that should get you out of trouble (laughs) and then uh, you know and then uh, all of a sudden like i've got my own kids and uh, no one's looking after me and I'm looking after somebody else so that yeah. was a hard uh, a bit of a hard transition just dealing with the you know the uh, the passing of my parents at such a young age and then uh, you know I had a bit of a I had a, I had a one night stand with a girl mm. and uh, she got pregnant and I married her wow yeah because wow. I'm a nice guy right yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> so um, it lasted a couple of years and then one day I went away with my mate uh, up the coastline to surf in the New South Wales State uh, surfing titles I was in the over 28 
Champs division, and I won it, yeah. and I'm stoked, and South Sydney, my team, is playing, <laughs> and I'm like, South's are playing Sunday, have I put the key in the door, open it up, what the heck? Whole house, Todd, was completely gone. Fuck. And I'm talking about just, uh, there was like one photo that my parents bought for my 21st that she left on the wall. Yeah. Um, there was the knives and forks were gone, the little plastic holder, there, uh, some clothes were on the floor, she took the, um, you know, the coat hangers and everything, and uh, I just went, wow, I've been robbed. Mm. You know, and I was thinking, I didn't realise what had happened, and I rang up my uh, my uh, wife's, at the time, mother, and I said, hey, I think we've been robbed, and she said, sit down, Tess, I've got something to tell you. Yeah, no and I'm way. like, what? what's that? And she goes, yeah, well, you know, she's met a removalist, and I'm like, oh, oh. remover, that's handy. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's right, I came in in one weekend, and like, my, my son was gone, my car was gone, every possession oh, I ever had. Um, had been taken and it was pretty hard to deal with. I remember sitting uh, in an empty house there at one stage and uh, thinking to myself like some really dark thoughts, Toddy, you know, like mm. what's the fastest way to do it, right, basically? Really? Yeah, me. so it was pretty tough and, uh, you know, so that was, a, that was a real hole. And more recently, I mean, I was just, uh, this is like I'm talking uh, maybe six weeks ago, Mm. I was uh, running a competition. I'm the president of surfing Newcastle here. We run surfing competitions in uh, in the Hunter Valley. Yep. And uh, I, was, I was sitting on this plastic chair like I have done for 30 years doing surf commentary. And I'm thinking, this chair's really uncomfortable, you know. And I, when I went to the toilet, I put my hand down near my bum and I realised like, what the heck? And there was this big lump right near my bum oh, hole. Yeah, right. And I'm like, what the heck's that? So I just got through to the day. Uh, next morning, went straight to the polyclinic as soon as it opened and I just dropped me dropped me Dax and that for this uh, Indian doctor and said, hey, Hey, check that stuff out. And she goes, here's a letter. You're going straight to the John Hunt and you'll have surgery today. I'm like, holy shit. What? I'm like, what for? And she goes, well, you know, look, it might be um, bum cancer. Mm. And I'm like, what? I was running a surfing contest yesterday. My life was awesome. Yeah, yeah. And uh, today I'm I'm dying. So I went to hospital. Uh, I was in there for uh, nearly nine days, eight eight days, eight nights and uh, nine days. Mm. And uh, had had an operation. It turned out not to be cancer, thank God, you know. And, and I saw people in there that were a lot more sicker than me. Yeah. It, it turned out to be an, an abscess on the inside of my bowel. I had an operation for it. And I'm still in recovery mode and I'm feeling pretty awesome, mate. Because, mm. you know, I, like I said, I'd played up a bit over my life. Lifetime, yeah, yeah. and um, this was a real wake-up call for me to, um, you know, to pull my head in and to start to appreciate, like, you know, who I am in Newcastle and all of the incredible opportunities that I have, mm. and also that I should be the best version of myself that I should be. Why am I handicapping myself? I was doing it from the time I came from Aruba, right? Because I thought I had a head start on everyone. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> so it was a, it was a funny scenario. So yeah, mate, uh, it hasn't been all sunshine and, and rainbows. I've um, I've had to crawl out of a couple of dark holes over the years. Mm. Mate, that's fucking tough, isn't it? Mm. It was, it was like, a real wake-up call. Sort of like a bit of a second chance for you to, to to maybe just go and reflect on everything you've done, but what? how do you want to finish off? Yeah, that's right. Look, when I came out of the uh, operating theatre, you know, there is always a risk when you go under general. Mm. And so I was thinking, and I'd had a couple of COVID shots, and me ticket to tell you the truth was like like having a couple of like, uh, it was kind of like misfiring. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, no. Uh, hopefully the last thing I'm not going to see is these hospital lights, right, because that's a nightmare. And um, anyway, when I woke up out of uh, general, I was so happy, Todd. It was like I came out of a vagina again. Yeah, <laughs> reborn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I was like, oh man, this is awesome. Um, and, um, you know, and since then, I must say that it's funny, isn't it, how sometimes adversity uh, makes you into a better person. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm, um, if I had have stayed on the same track, and I mean, I, I didn't realise what was happening to me. This abscess thing happens over three to five years, so it takes a while to form. And um, my health and general energy levels were going downhill. And, you know, like I said, I'm in my 60s now, so... I was uh, thinking, well, this is what it's like to get old, right? You just run out of gas and uh, sleeping during the day and just uh, a bit unmotivated. I had a whole list of things to do and the list was getting longer and longer, Mm. not shorter and shorter. So I was just like going in the wrong direction. Um, So since I came out of hospital, um, you know, within two weeks of being out of hospital, I had to start to write a new list. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I just have like a completely fresh angle on everything. I have an appreciation for things as, uh, mate, I've been like opening the window in the morning at 5.15, I get up every day for the last 33 years to do the surf report in this town. Yeah, yeah. Opening the window, I've got this big tree out the back of my house and I open the window and the energy from the tree, Todd, I know it sounds like wild and spiritual, but it hits me like a freight train. Like yeah, right. I'm, I'm feeling stuff that I never knew existed. I'm talking about like universal um, kind of uh, laws and stuff. So, yeah, uh, without getting too deep into it, it's changed my entire perspective. I'm seeing things, you know, you know, like a termite nest in a tree. Uh, I'm like, wow, look at that, you know, and just have an appreciation for the smallest little things yeah. and really living from moment to moment and, um, you know, not looking back, not looking forward, just enjoying the moment like we are here right now. Yeah, that's amazing, isn't it? You talk talk about waking up on the, on the on the table and just feeling amazing i did a podcast with the mullet lord recently and he, yes. he had a much more deeper spiritual sort of thing go on but do you think something's awakened you like spiritually in, inside your body while you've been under yeah look i think um i you know i i went to a catholic school mm. um and they sort of uh, belted the uh, <laughs> the, the bible into a <laughs> yeah, and i know yeah. every story from about jesus and stuff but my idea of god is everything from jesus to an alien i've got a very wide scope yeah. of uh, what i believe <laughs> is uh is like a, a higher power, I guess. And, you know, when I when I think about it, you know, there's only four compounds that make up the universe and those four compounds that make up a human being as well. Mm. So, you know, billions of years ago, there was some kind of explosion and we're just stardust, man. We're like Ziggy Stardust, yeah, yeah. you know, and so we are all connected, everything on this planet, whether it's, uh, um, you know, trees or anything that's uh, kind of radiates energy at all. Mm. And, um, you know, and I'm a big believer that, you know, that inside of us is... Uh, is the is that little spark you know you can call it your soul or you can call it your mojo whatever you want to call it but Mm. it's a piece of electricity right effectively that runs this whole thing because we're just a a bit of meat with a (laughs) a bag of water with arms and legs and then some electricity that makes us who we are and it's that spark when it leaves your body i believe that it must go somewhere because like um you know all energy can't be uh, destroyed only transferred right Mm. this is a scientific fact Mm. so i am a believer in universal laws and since I've come out of um, hospital um, somehow the universe man Todd has just opened up to me because so the first time I guess I'm um, living uh, my full potential yep and I am being the best version of myself that I can be yeah and it feels fucking awesome I know mate I know and you know what I'm doing the same thing and it took my my trials to get to my triumphs too and I'm not there yet but I do feel amazing but it's funny how the world works too like how would I have ever met you if I never took this path? That's right. And yeah. you know, if you didn't have your epiphanies and that too, like we yep. would never have come together that day. And I'm yep. meeting these amazing people, all these different outlooks, and it's healing me as well as I go because it's opening my eyes up to different things. Yes. Like you said, live, re- live in your full potential. 
there's nothing like it. It's unreal. Yeah, I'm just. I always say to people like I'm. Uh, I'm a big believer that I don't um, swim upstream. I always go with the flow. It's a classic uh, saying of mine. Yeah. And so I'm on like the lilo of life. This uh, blow up mattress with me hands behind me back, and I'm <laughs> just on this little river. And occasionally I might sort of like end up in a little billabong to the side there, where for whatever reason I'm needed. Mm. And I'll like float around there for a while, and the tide will pick me up in the current, and I'll pull my back into the mainstream again. And yeah. I'm never trying to fight that. I'm always just going where I'm destined to be. I don't yeah. know if this uh, life is predestined or what, Toddy, but mm. my concept of life is uh, just don't fight it, go with the flow. Yeah. And yeah. it really works for me. Yeah, it's awesome to hear. And just listening to that, it's it's a mindset thing though, Tezza, isn't it? Like one thing that I've really learned is you are what you say you are. So if you're depressed or you, you, you're sick, you are. Yeah. If you tell yourself that you're tired and you're not going to get out of bed, you won't. Absolutely. But like you said, floating down that river, if you've got that mindset to, to be the best version of yourself and then nothing can change that, you're always going to be the best version of yourself, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big believer in, um, in, you know, be careful of your dialogue, be careful of what you say mm -hmm. because, you know, whatever you say, the universe hears it and it just gives you more, right? That's so true. If you're mate. a radio station and you're playing Bob Marley, expect Rastafarians yeah, to come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the deal is, is that these people, unfortunately, who um, have this uh, mentality where they go, oh, God, I've been so defeated, my ex-missus, mm -hmm. uh, bloke at work, hate the boss, you know, blokes at, at the footy club, whatever and they're just talking about bad stuff all the time, um, are going to have a bad life. I used to say to my kids when they were little, as a, just a generalisation, talk about good things, have a good life, talk about bad things, have a bad life. Yeah. It's that simple, Toddy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I don't know, like, who is out there listening or whatever, but somehow, I mean, is this whole thing an illusion? Mm. I mean, are we just a drop of uh, water in a bigger entity? <laughs> who knows, man, right? 100%. It, you know, and they're now finding out after the, um, you know, they put that new telescope up to replace the Hubble, and they're shooting out into the galaxy and realising, like, wow, we have to rethink the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, the right. galaxy's a lot bigger than what we thought, and there's, like, a trillion of them beyond that yeah. so it's a wild scenario i never try too much to think about um the big picture about why is the sky blue and and try and ask myself questions that are unanswerable mm. because um i've got better stuff to do i'd rather be looking at the surf and getting tubed and stuff yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 100%. yeah i like to keep it pretty simple and i also like to live in the moment of now Mm -hmm. I mean, people, um, you know, have bad stuff happen to them. And uh, then what happens, so they, they go back and relive the horror of that for whatever reason. And um, and I'm a big believer that, you know, what's happened in the past is just, uh, it's happened, you can't change it. What's going to happen tomorrow? Who knows? You know what I mean? Like anything can happen in this world. Mm. But all that we have and all that we ever had and all that we ever will have is the moment of now, the yeah. moment that we are in right now. Yeah. So I really try and live uh, in that moment. It's one of the ways that I live my life the, to try and live my life the best and really, you know, capitalize on, on those moments and mm. make sure that you, you are, you know, this interaction between you and I now is awesome. And this yeah, is yeah. what it's all about, right? I'll go from this one to the next one. Yeah, I know. And it's so great, isn't it? Are you the owner of a company or in management, do you want to motivate your team, aid their performance, establish well-being and accelerate your bottom line? Sign up as a team and reap the benefits. Email contact at loveyourmindaustralia.com.au with the subject, help my team today. What I was going to say about gratitude, being grateful for things that even just the smallest things. 
Yes, there's um, uh, there's a there's an app out there that I found recently. It's called Innertune. Okay, and it is an incredible app. And what it is, it's got like a a whole bunch of um, different themes in there, like heal yourself, gratitude, yeah. um, things that you want to wish for. I'm not big on the whole manifestation thing about getting rich and all that, yeah, because sure. to me, um, it's money is the last thing that I need in my life. Because happiness is the main thing, right? Hundred percent. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, uh, my old man was a millionaire. I saw how much misery it mm. caused. Mm. Uh, him when uh, you know when you've got that much money all you do is worry about that someone's ripping me off. Oh, my missus is going to leave me. The accountant's trying to fucking get yeah, his fingers yeah, into true. it. It's all this kind of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, careful what you wish for because, mm. you know, for me, um, so I just skipped the whole money part of the app and just went to the other stuff like uh, gratitude and stuff. So before you go to bed, this um, it gives you like a really nice, cool soundtrack that you can drift off to. Mm. And there's 150 affirmations in there about gratitude. You know, I'm grateful for my life. I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for this and yeah, that. And it repeats it over and over and you just fall to sleep like that and that goes into your subconscious part yeah, of your brain yep. that uh, really is where all the um, all the, the problems can begin. Like So um, I crawled out of the maze, thankfully, and I'm on the outside again now after this episode that I've had. Movement, and like I said, movement, diet, good food uh, is really where it's at. I think that's the best starting point is, is physical exercise and it doesn't have to be going to the local CrossFit gym and getting belted to a point where you can't move. It's just moving, just getting your yeah. blood flowing, getting out of bed, and that's your first choice of the day, not thinking about what your day could look like or where shit is going. Yes. Get up and exercise first. Exactly. From there, you know, if you've got your coffee you enjoy, you've got your, you know, your avocados and your eggs and your nuts yep. and your beer, all that good stuff, for food for mood, you're three quarters of the way there to beat your day. Absolutely. Look, every morning for, I think, probably maybe 50 years, my old man was in the Second World War fighting for Australia and New Guinea yep. back in World War Two. He told me that the military got everybody, as soon as you hop out of your bed, to make your bed. Mm. Right, and it's the number one chore for the day. You feel like you've achieved something. It's a great positive way to just start. It's the smallest thing, yeah, yeah. but it really works for me. The other thing I've been doing for like thirty years, Todd, is I have a. a I get up in the morning, I have a hot shower, and then for the last maybe yes. minute, I turn it to pure cold. Mate. Yeah, and cold I like therapy. to challenge myself with yeah. that whole fight and flight thing. And it also is good because it flushes stuff through your veins. It it's got all these cool benefits to it. So mm. I mean, tiny little things like that can make a profound uh, difference to the way that you begin. Mm. Your day every day 100%. you know in the, in the in my 21 day challenge that i run for 21 days you have to finish with at least one minute of cold therapy and i do that and i show the research around as to why sure but the major thing is it's something that not everyone will do it's doing something that not everyone can do yes challenging yourself to prove that you can do it yes and you walk out a fucking different person. Oh, absolutely. Look, lately, I mean, the water's been so cold. I mean, right. it must be almost like close to one or two degrees, right? Well, all the water so, tanks are so cold too. Yeah, exactly. So the shower water has been so freezing coming up out of the ground. Mm. And uh, it's been a couple of times where I thought, oh, it's cold day to day. And then I thought, you know what? Yep. Don't The day that you say you're not going to do it yep. is the day that it, like, it all starts to go downhill. And, but you created a habit there by saying no. So you've learned yes. how to quit and get away with it. That's right. still going to go on. Yeah. So the other choice choices you make through the day they're quitting quitting choices too that's right but if you again you say you're going to do something you fucking do it yeah i'm going to do a minute of cold therapy why wouldn't i yes my body wants to take more it's yeah. just my brain what doesn't kill you makes you stronger right it's yeah. a classic cliche and it's, it's so true yeah yeah it's the strongest muscle in the body mate the brain if you can beat that mate just just talking to you too you've created this whole life of all this positive shit that you enjoy and that's another huge part, isn't it, of well-being? Like, yeah. why would you want to go and do shit you don't want to do and hate every day 
when you've gone and just gone, yep, I like doing this. Yeah. I like doing this. And I need time here to do this. And I love playing in a band socially, so I'll do that on the outside. I love my job reading the news and I love meeting people. So, mate, your whole life is something to be grateful for. But you've set that up yourself. That, well, that, that's, that's you. Right. No one does it for you. No, that's right. And I think that everybody has the ability to do that. Look, I've got a couple of cliches here that I'm just going to throw out there. Shut, tell them. That, that I'd really them. like you to. Um, these are like mantras that I live my life I'm by. I'm going to love this shit. Yeah. So, like, the first one is, like, follow your own course and be the captain of your own soul. Yep. Good. Right, so, you know, uh, uh, I've got friends of mine who they're either in a relationship with, that's not working or mm-hmm. they're in a job where they hate the boss. Yep. And I think to myself, you've been doing this for like 15 years, man, yeah. and complaining <laughs> about it every day to me. Like, why don't you do something about it? But these people are too scared, right? Yeah, exactly. To step out. But it's like, why would you live in misery when you can just make one decision to change everything? Mm. So, uh, you know, um, be the captain of your own soul. Here's another one. Dive rather than sink and dare the current to take you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. All right. So that's like, you know, people that uh, get scared. Oh, what about the current? You know, this is like the rip. Okay, so the rip is not a bad thing. You go with the rip, right? You don't fight against it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the same thing. It's analogy for life, really. Sometimes you can't give a fuck about what other people uh, will think or you'll never advance yourself. That's a Billy Idolism. Oh. So it's straight out of his book and I love that because, yeah. you know, I'm standing up there uh, doing a Billy Idol show. I'm a 61-year-old bald guy with a, like a fake wig on and stuff. Yeah. Do you really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, wear the, I wear the Billy. Oh, it wouldn't be the same show if I just had the scone out, right? <laughs> oh, mate. So, mate, I, you know, no, no, I, I mean, it's at my age. I don't care about it. There was a time when I was 20-something I worried about my hair, but I don't care now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so again, just not worrying about it. And we've had so much uh, success with the band because I'm up there dropping all of my inhibitions and showing people, hey, you know, I'm not a, I'm not an oil painter. I'm, I'm, I'm not a young, uh, hot guy, um, but I'm up here. I'm having a time of my life. And then people, uh, it becomes infectious to them. Well, you're definitely a hot older guy. <laughs> I cannot get my head around 61. I don't believe it. Uh, thanks, mate. No, I really appreciate it. You know, nothing succeeds like excess, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's another, here's another um, uh, little uh, mantra. Lean forward and enjoy the ride. Wow, man, we only get one chance to be on planet Earth. What are the chances? What Have we won the greatest lottery in the universe to be a human being on yep. planet Earth? Oh, 100%. Why would you and whinge Australia about it? too. Why would you? Yeah, ha, hello, here's, here's what I say, and I've travelled the world extensively, right? Mm. Uh, I would never live anywhere in the world apart from Newcastle. Mm, because, yeah. um, you know, if you think about planet Earth is the best of all the planets, right? I'm yeah. pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you've got... Um, out of on that planet Earth, the best country is Australia, right? And then the best part of Australia, I mean, you could people will argue with me, but for me, if you go up north, there's like crocodiles and things that will sting you and kill you in the water. <laughs> you go down south, it's windy and it's cold. You go over the WA and it's like a blowing, blowing a gale and it's all rocky and stuff. We live on this on the east coast of Australia where there's white sandy beaches, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't live too far north and we don't live too far south. We live right smack bang in the middle of it. So the climate here is incredible. We the we are the luckiest people in the universe, Todd. Yeah, yeah, well yeah. Said. When you use that theory, and that's the that's but that's that's this mindset too. See, I I've questioned myself as to whether I should always just stay in Newcastle. Is there something better out there for me? Is it not? No. But I've actually changed my mindset and thought maybe I landed in the best place. It is. It is hands you know, down. You drive into town, or you drive down Scenic Drive. You know, you look and you think. 
What more do you actually Look at this want? joint. 45 minutes north, we've got the Witch Sundays of Newcastle, Port Stephens, 100%. right? Then you've got um, 40 minutes to the west, you've got the wine country, and you've got all the big concerts and stuff out there. And then you go 40 minutes south, we've got Fraser Park and the National Park. We are surrounded by lifestyle here. The other thing that we have is uh, quite a unique situation where tourism is now starting to boom as uh, part of the new economy of Newcastle. Mm. Uh, we also have the uh, the terminals over there for the, for the boats and the coal and everything like that. Yeah. We also have agriculture right so we're in a really um, unique position here where we're yeah. like economically we're kind of shielded from what's happening in the mm-hmm. around the rest of the world because this place is kind of rocking and, and it ha- always will be yeah, yeah absolutely so uh, but back to uh, back to me little cliches look be happy with what you um, have while working for what you want mm. a lot of people they just um, think that like they're going to judge themselves by how big their bank account is yep and, well, and we're all guilty of it at some point yeah but I, I kind of judge people by how big their smile is right because yeah, that's okay. more important than yeah. money for oh, me yeah. you know life is beautiful but you have to accept the good and the bad as being beautiful mm. it's a roller coaster man you go up and you go down I used to say to my kids when they were young hey if you guys are going to be bummed out when things aren't going right then 30 to 40% of your life's going to suck. Fuck yeah, exactly. Right? So what I do is I tackle the bad stuff right around the legs, just like I did with uh, what happened to the with my recent bowel issue. I, mm. I mean, I'm still waiting for uh, plan, plan A is that it heals uh, on the inside and the outside. And I go back to being Tasman Kenra, I surf and that. Uh, plan B is pretty bad, Todd. I, I'll never be able to go into the ocean again mm. uh, or or into a spa or a pool or anything because I'll have a, a new hole that they rip, <laughs> they rip me a new oh, asshole, yeah, basically. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, and, and I'm not going to let and, and I'm prepared for plan A and plan B and I'm going to tackle both of those things right around the ankles man just like I yeah. did in D grade at LARPA yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those are the days eh? yeah exactly here's another one people will come back into your life after they get disappointed by the people that they thought were better than you yeah yeah. we've all had that one right oh, it's happening it's currently happening <laughs> there we go what about this one the key to life is not to have the most but to need the least yeah see that that's my favourite I yeah. remember hearing that recently too I think that there's a lot of substance there around yeah that. absolutely because people that, yeah. uh, people want stuff and it's like no don't want things just be want to be happy right it's mm-hmm. really important to differentiate between that if you find out this one really resonates with me because it's about my life if you find out what you're really here for you don't get sick you don't age because you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and you're happy doing it yeah yeah, nice. Yeah, so that's a cool one. The final one, I'll just leave everyone here, was, uh, you know, what, what? listen, folks, what lies, you know, behind us and what lies before us, it's just really tiny matters compared to what lies within us. Mm. You know, so just remember, within us. Yeah, Get it? Yeah. <laughs> within tiny <laughs> us. Hey, geez, you're good. <laughs> that's why you left it last. Yeah, that, that was the last one to so wrap it up on. But uh, yeah, look, a bit of deep stuff there, but I have been through a, a near-death experience, mm-hmm. to tell you the truth, yep. and um, it made me realise how, how fucking awesome life is, Todd, yep. and how, how incredible every day being a human being on planet Earth Earth, living in Newcastle with all these cool people like you hanging around me, yep. just how lucky we are, right? And that's the thing. That's another thing too. Like being around people like yourself, and 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 the, you know the way that I'm going as well. The more of us, the better, and the more people that can actually embrace life for what it is and be infected infected by people like us. Sure, 
the happier everyone else is. Yeah, and when you travel a lot, you know, I've been lucky enough to travel, you realise that no matter how bad things are here, Todd, mm. there's people doing it 10 times worse somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. You know, so the thing is you have to keep it in perspective, mm. you know, because people think, oh, you know, like oh, they're always comparing himself to the Joneses, you know, the guy up the street that's got a better car and a, you know, bigger house and all that and a hotter mm. wife or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, that's you know, right, yeah. yeah, I think the trick is is to just uh, keep an open mind and realise that like uh, there's a lot of people in the world that are doing way tougher than you are yep. and we live in Australia we are privileged man and we yeah you know, I went to hospital I was in there for eight days I had a major operation on my bow yep. and a bunch of other stuff they fed me looked after me gave me a bunch of bag of drugs to take home and look after myself and uh, didn't cost me a single cent all on Medicare how yeah. cool is that oh mate well, yeah. if I was in America that would have been maybe a $200,000 bill yeah I know it's, um, it's crazy, huh? Yeah, yeah, we're, you're right. We, we live in the best the best country. Yeah, so no complaints. Skip the Bacardi Breezer on a Friday afternoon and have Todd motivate your team instead. Be motivated to move towards growth mindset and see the results in your team and on your bottom line today. Reach out, contact loveyourmindaustralia.com.au. Just when you're giving me the analogies, I want to give you a couple that um, sure. have come past me recently that sort of slapped me in the face. Yeah. I was um, training one of the guys down at the gym and I was telling him about my ideas and what I want to do and what I do. And he just said, mate, Toddy, just shut the fuck up for a second. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, sorry, mate. Uh, why am I talking too much? He said, no. Nah. He said, if you keep trying to perfect this, what you're trying to do, you're never going to get out of the blocks. And I thought, what a fucking thing to say. Sure. And that's a key message for anyone out there that's going to be listening to our podcast. What are you waiting for? Yeah. You know, if you're waiting to perfect being a good parent, a good partner, yeah. a better employee, a better version of yourself, whatever, yeah. just start. Yes. Just get a process in place and start because the rest of it, you'll never get out of the blocks if you're trying to perfect it. No, it's a good one, Toddy. And look, you know, um, let me let me just tell you a couple of things about perfection. It's it's overrated. Yeah. <laughs> because like, um, okay, let's go to the wave pool. Kelly Slater's wave pool, right? Mm-hmm. Every wave is perfect, but it's identical to the one before it and after it. Yeah. Right. So the thing is, is that when we, uh, a couple of years ago, when they had the first World Tour event in the wave pool, me and my mate sat down with some popcorn and went, here we go. This is history <laughs> to make it. This is going to be awesome. About uh, two heats into it, my mate said something really clever. Classic. He goes, this is like eating a kilo of Frankfurt. <laughs> <laughs> right? And it's just a, so it started off all right. Got pretty boring pretty quick. Oh, mate, that's the <laughs> yeah. best. And so, you know, what happens with uh, when you have a competition, surfing competition in the ocean, one of the things that makes it incredible is the unpredictability yeah, sure. and the chaos, right? Makes sense. It's just the same as life, man. You know, if you, like, for instance, um, we as a band with the Billy Idol uh, tribute band that I have, the Oz Idol experience, uh, when we when we play, we, we fuck up a lot. Yeah. And we own it and we laugh about it. And some bands, a lot of bands out there now are playing with uh, files. So it's almost like ca- karaoke rock and roll where they, you know, play a track underneath them and it might have pianos and horns and all this sort of stuff. So it sounds unreal, but it gives them absolutely no mo- room to move. They have to be right on the beat to the microsecond. Yeah, right. Whereas, uh, you know, we can just fuck around with the song and go, chill out for a bit, everyone, and let's go around a couple of times. I'll come back to it or whatever. So just like rock and roll, just like the surf, whatever, mm. don't try and strive for perfection and don't try and wait for a moment when things are, when you think things are going to be uh, perfect to be able to do it. Mm. You know, I have a friend of mine that works his ass off all the time. I said, when are you going to start enjoying yourself, man? Yeah. You're working your ass off, right? And we're not getting any younger. Why don't you come to Sumatra with me in September? He goes, oh, no way can I do that. I just can't leave the business. Mm. I said, I'll tell you what you're doing. 
you're, go- you're looking and saying, when I get to the horizon, I'm going to come with you to Sumatra. Yeah. But you know what happens when you get to the horizon type? You what? see the horizon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing, mate. So they, that, what happens is they, they, there's this invisible point in their life that they're trying to get to and they just work their ass off and die. Mm. Oh, come ridiculous. on, man. You know, don't worry about the horizon. Just worry about now. Go yeah. and do it. Yeah, yeah. Take a punt. And that's the thing, mate. If you don't do it, you'll never know. Exactly. You, know, we don't, you don't get a fucking medal at 70 or 80 if you're lucky yeah. to say congratulations, you made it to the end. There's your death certificate. Go die now. Exactly. That's not what you fucking judge by. No. I'd rather die at 65, 70 and just have this life that we're living now. Absolutely, mate. You yeah. Know? I don't. Th- I think, you know, it's what you do before you die that counts, right? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and that's right, mate. The other, the other one, too, was if you never take the jump, your parachute will never open. Wow, that's a good one. All right. So I really like that as well. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Sim- similar thing. Yes. You know, what are you waiting for? Yeah. You know, take the jump and it might not open straight away and it yeah. probably won't. Yeah. But the journey along... Well, that's that's what you want to do. Look, I'm shit scared of heights, and I uh, years ago, <laughs> so am I. <laughs> yeah, New FM said to me, "Hey, we're going to send you on an adventure week where I went kayaking and all this stuff." And one of the things I did was went up to Brankston and jumped out of a plane. Did you? Yeah, so it was like oh, freaked me mate. out. And they taped a. Uh, it was when mobile phones first came out. They taped like brick mobile phone to me hand, right? And I had to jump out of a plane with it. And I've never shit myself that much in my life, Toddy. Why, why did you jump with it? What's the mobile phone? Because for? when the parachute opened, I had to do a live cross to uh, oh. like. Um, to uh, Steve Graham and Garth Russell, who were the breakfast crew at the time. Yeah, and I had to go live, so I had it pre-programmed in the thing. I just pressed it, and I, hey, boys, how are you? Yeah, I'm floating 500, uh, you know, f- uh, 5,000 metres, whatever, <laughs> under, uh, you know, above Brankston, and, uh, wow, I'm, you know, I'm on the adventure tour this week, and I've survived a parachute jump and all that kind of stuff. It made it on the NBN News for yeah, the, right. yeah, the footage. When I jumped out of the plane... Uh, there was a set of uh, uh, bicycle handles that they bolted onto the Cessna, right? So that door comes off and they cut the engine and you're up at 12,000 feet and I had to like go out and reach out to the <laughs> to the handlebars and my hands were just shaking like a leaf, you know? Yeah. Anyway, you go one, two, three and then you do a backflip off the wing. Right, so I had a thing called sensory overload. Oh, fuck that. Which means that I... sweat. Which <laughs> means that I, didn't, I, I got knocked out when I did the backflip. So um, they had to. I had other people that were filming it and coming in and helping me. So they flew in and realised oh, this guy's just fucking out like a light. And so they knocked me on the head, and I went, "Whoa!" Woke up and I went, "I'm flying!" You know, and, and I missed out on uh, about eight seconds of the oh, like really? fifteen second free fall. Yeah, yeah. But I did get a little <laughs> feel for it in the end before they went pull the shoot and poof, and and up I went. You know, and it was an incredible experience. But it's a leap of faith, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and I thought to myself, when I hit the ground, I just kissed the ground and went, "I'll never do." that again yeah, 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 <laughs> I yeah. had young kids at the time you know what I was thinking like, oh, oh daddy's home daddy's coming home yeah <laughs> oh I can't imagine the process of making the decision to get on the plane and yeah what like, be, I'm terrified of them too, mate. Like, yes. Just listen to you now, my hands are fucking sweating. Yeah, the day after that, they said to me, okay, you're going up to uh, Merriweather to go for a tandem no, hand glide. No, thanks. Right? So that was more <laughs> terrifying because oh, when you do it. Yeah, I did it. Fuck. So what happens when you jump from a plane and you're at 12,000 feet, you look down at the ground, it looks like a patchwork quilt. It's not that scary until you kind of get close enough to see that you could oh, let, right. hit power poles and stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you're on a hand glider, right, you're only 500 feet above Merriweather, the rich houses up there, and I'm like, oh man, I could like land on this pool fence and stuff and just nail myself mm. and this is really heavy mm. so uh, when we went to jump off um, I think the guy's name was Eros Bordello he was a world champion hang glider at the time he had a tandem kite and he said I've never used it with a human I only had my dog in it and I'm like <laughs> oh, I didn't need to hear that Eros yeah. so anyway I wore these big jungle green boots you know the ones that have got the laces with the hooks on it and you, you crisscross the laces across and 
Anyway, so what's happened is we've jumped off and, and you're supposed to lift your feet up and put it into a sock, right? So you, your legs are kind of in this uh, like a c- compartment, like a sleeping bag almost. Yeah. So anyway, I've gone to do that and I've kicked my feet up a bit too high and those laces got caught in a crosswire like that and my boot got caught. And he said, what are you doing? He's like, we're holding on. I said, oh, my foot. He looked around and he went, oh, my God. No. Yeah, and I'm like, no. and we started like just going down. No, yeah, and he's that. trying to pump the kite as well as pull my foot out of this Ooh. thing. Anyway, he's pulled it out. And the whole kite just gone boing, 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 like this, and uh, and uh, anyway, he's got the he's got the bar and he's pumped it, and we've just sort of like about maybe ten meters above the treetops, and just came up and got the wind and went up, and then he didn't say anything for about two or three minutes, and he got it. You know when you see birds just face into the into the wind, they yeah. just sit there. He yeah. got like that, and then he sounded me and said, "Closest I've ever come to dying." Oh. <laughs> Let me down now, man. I've got kids, you know. (laughs) Anyway, when we finally did the cross to, you know, to the radio station, and then when we came in to land, we we did a UE, and it was a bit windy because when two people go up, you need more wind, right? Because to to hold you up. So when I got there on the day, I'm like, oh, it won't be on today. It's a bit windy. So they're like, no, this is perfect. I'm like, oh, shit. So anyway, um, we, we've done two laps around and finally we came in. It's a real little landing uh, pad up there, you know? Yeah. So anyway, we've came in to land and as soon as the kite landed, I just went, click, bop, bop, ding, oh, I'm, I'm off, mate. What a feeling. <laughs> yeah, and then the wind got it and it almost lifted him up to the edge. He said, hey, I, help me. Oh, and I'm, I'm oh, just lying there and he's going, help me, mate, help me. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you can just go over the edge, man. I'm not. Yeah, I'm yeah. already, I'm, I'm alive. <laughs> You're on your own path. Yeah, and in the end, uh, I went and grabbed a kite and then some other people grabbed it and he goes, what are you doing? He goes, don't ever come back here. <laughs> I'm like, don't worry, I won't. No, no, they never asked you again? No, no never. <laughs> no. You're lucky you had a heart attack, mate, two days in a row. Yeah, I know. It was really scary, but it was a great week of adventure. And again, just stepping out of your comfort zone, doing yeah. stuff you wouldn't normally do. Yeah. So. So, you know, it's good for you, right? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Well, mate, listen, you've got to get to Wollongong. You've got big things on. Just quickly, we're going to do a team building and wellbeing day we've linked up together. Sure. Uh, which is something that I'm doing quite a lot of in organisations at the moment. I can't wait to- yeah, I'm the president of Surfing Newcastle. We're a non-profit organisation here in Newcastle. If you ever want to donate some money, you know, to kids to help them with high-performance coaching, learn to surf, all these kind of cool projects, we'd yep. love to. We've got the Matara uh, that we run, which is the world's longest surfing competition. Yep. I've got a bunch of people underneath me, Todd, and we're going to benefit greatly from all your information, mate. We can't wait to work yeah, with I you. Yeah, I can't wait. And, and then again, it's just that connection and, and, mate, we'll have a lifelong friendship from this. I'm really looking forward to it, yes. mate. And, um, I'm so grateful you came in today. I'm on a massive high just by talking to you again. Um, <laughs> so anyone that can get around Tesla McKenna and what he's doing, uh, whether, whether it be with his bands or his foundations or any of his multiple presidency roles, um, get around him, mate, because he'll change your life. Thank you, Todd. It's been a pleasure. No worries. Good on you, mate. Cheers, bro. Bye. Todd Ennis from Trials to Triumph. We hope you've enjoyed this yarn and got something out of it to mull over. We think you're a star. So give us five. (laughs) (laughs) Or a high five, wherever you listen. I love it. (laughs)